In our workshops, we hear this word fiduciary thrown around every now and then, and people, I think, generally know what this is, but most people don't and don't understand how important this is. So we're going to talk about that on today's FedPilot. Welcome to FedPilot, where we help make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. Okay, fiduciary fiduciary that 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 is a word isn't it <laughs> it is a word you it, are absolutely correct <laughs> right. but it's one of those words that we hear that we go oh yeah uh, yeah fiduciary sounds good but we don't actually truly understand what that means so cassie can you give us kind of a definition not in a financial sense just overall what does fiduciary mean yeah so for the at dictionary.com it says involving trust especially with regard to the relationship between a trustee and a beneficiary held or given in trust um if i go to investopedia.com it says a person or organization that makes financial decisions on behalf of another party who is legally obligated to act in their client's best interest yeah so this is very important um because in order to be a fiduciary, somebody has to have a certain um, level of credentials in order to um, to hold that title, right? So they've had to have specific training, they've had to gone through specific testing, things like that, to make sure that they can actually say, hey, I'm a fiduciary um, and I can give proper advice in your best interest. Right. Um, well can I can I give a quick example of this non-financial but I think this is something that everyone understands when we go to the doctor and the doctor looks us over and goes hmm yeah you've got an issue here we've got two options this we could do this first option where we give you this medication and it'll work out and it'll take about six months to heal and, and you'll get there and there's a 50% chance that it'll work. Or we can do this other one. It's more aggressive. Um, and and in one month, you'll, you're you're going to be done and you're going to be feeling good. But you know what? That, that one where you actually, and 90% success rate. So the 90% success rate though is going to cost me a lot of money. And it actually cost me more time in that one month than the six months overall. And it's not financially be best for me, my time even. Uh, I got to do a lot of research on that. So because of that, I know it only has 50% chance of working, but let's do this other one, right? <laughs> so yeah. a doctor has to, by law, give each person that they work with what is best for for the patient, not what is best for the doctor, not what is best for the hospital or the practice group or whatever, but is what is best for the patient. They are legally obligated to do that. And in a financial sense, it's kind of the same thing. Well, it isn't kind of the same thing. It is the same thing. They are, by law, they have to do what is best in the, in the client's best interest, not in the financial advisor's best interest. Right. So, um, with, with being a fiduciary, we can see how important that is. Now, Cassie, can you, I'm putting you on the spot here. There have been a number of 
stories out there where people have been worried about financial advisors. Oh, I don't want to, I know, I've heard this a number of times. I don't want to use financial advisor because I heard that one story where, can you give us one of those stories? <laughs> yeah, so hey. there was a group down in Georgia, um, and I think this, I don't know if that's the most recent or not, but there was a group down in Georgia where they were putting um, labels on their paperwork with employees and telling them they were part of the federal government and all like on their applications oh, and things right. like that and pretty much setting them up to, to get into these uh, annuities or life insurance programs that they, an employee, um, yeah, employees thought that they were actually part of the government and, and they were government structured insurance and annuities and they weren't. So that's, that's one instance. Another instance is when uh, somebody is trying to only sell you one product or, you know, uh, insurance or annuity kind of for one company, right? And so, yeah. uh, you know, a fiduciary is going to have multiple options. They're going to um, have different companies that they work with and different um, types of products that they work with. Um, and things like that. And so they're going to tell you which type of product is going to be best with what company, whether it's uh, because of your financial situation or the coverage that you need or whatever, they're going to make sure that they give you those different options. Uh, kind of similar to the um, doctor scenario that you had just previously described in that example where, okay, you can, you can spend more here, but this works better for you, or you can spend less and still kind of get what you need but it's not as effective right, right. um they're going to give you those types of of scenarios but they're held to that standard and so if they if it's found that you know they they didn't do what was in your best interest and there was a different product or um company or whatever that would have been more suitable for you then they get in trouble for it Yep. And um, they can be, you know, that fiduciary standard can be revoked from them and they won't be allowed to provide certain services and guidance to right. uh, to people anymore. And so it's very important um, to have them at least be held at a fiduciary standard or make sure that do your due diligence, if you will, and make sure that somebody can provide um, multiple companies or they provide different types of products and solutions um, for you to be able to enter in. And so, um, you know, make sure that you're doing your research there. But is there hell at a fiduciary standard that just says, you know, provides a, a sense of comfort, if you will, at least to me, that somebody's going to do what I need them to do because they're legally obligated to make that recommendation that is in my best interest. Mm -hmm. That's so very important. And I think that alleviates a lot of the worry that I think a lot of people have around advisors. If they are legally obligated to do what is your your best interest, I think a lot of that those walls could come down of, okay, whew, I can I can feel confident about getting help because I don't have to do this own. They, you know, I'm not gonna be ripped off because everything will be tailored to me and I'll see everything up front and I'll know what's going on. I'm not gonna it, be bamboozled by something because I, I know exactly what's going on. And I think that's fabulous. But let me bring up, let me bring up something that in the final cut of this video, we may have to cut out. I don't know. 
You tell me though. Are you ready? I haven't told you we're going to talk about this one. Fiduciary. If you go to the TSP website, it says that the TSP is a fiduciary. Cassie, is the TSP a fiduciary? No, because no. they're not going to give you advice on what is going to be in your best interest. Right. I Okay, so that... I don't that, know how they get away with that. I have no idea. I know. And I've talked to many <laughs> others and, I, and, they're, and they're saying the same thing. You're right. I, I don't have a clue of how they can say they're fiduciary because they don't give advice. They don't give advice. In fact, if you call them and you ask them for investment advice, they're not going to give it to you. Right. So maybe that's how they can be a fiduciary by not giving advice. <laughs> that doesn't even work, right? It, it, that, that that doesn't work. Well, but it doesn't make sense because I think that you're supposed to do that, but okay. <laughs> right, right. Being a fiduciary means that you're going to give advice. For example, me, when I do my workshops, I'm not a financial advisor. Right. I am not a fiduciary of a financial fiduciary. I'm not going to ever give advice. I, I don't do that. What I do is I say, this is how it works. Here are some options. What you do is up to you and your financial professional that you work with. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. I never do that because I don't want to lead right. anyone astray or give anyone bad advice. So I don't give advice. I say, this is how it works and here are the options. And, and, so it's really important to understand who is able to give information compared to who is able to give um, advice. Another yes. one, there's TSP, but there's also HR. HR is in the same position that I'm in. They can give options. They, can, they are not allowed to give advice, but it happens all right. the time. Okay. Well, let's just stop there because I mean, <laughs> TSP, HR, your friends, your family, yeah. like how nitty gritty are we getting here? Right. People are giving advice. I remember my, my, um, ex-husband's, um, uncle had given him advice. He was a first employees. He, my husband at the time was a first employee. His uncle was CSRS and he told him the G fund is safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My ex-husband is 30, 35 years old. <laughs> he has time to grow that money to, to, you know, make some, some very good decisions to be able to, um, yeah. you know, get a retirement in place for himself. And, uh, you know, and he just took the advice of his uncle because why not? He trusted him. He, you know, but his uncle is a CSRS. He wasn't even in the TSP. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for advice, please make sure that they, they know what they're, and I know that people don't know what they're talking about. I'm just saying that they know it, what, what you need to do specifically because you've given them information. You've told them your financial stuff. You've given them, you know, your options. They understand the federal um, TSP program or whatever. And so they're able to give you the advice because they understand that's what they do yeah. on a regular right. basis. Right. They're not just, oh, well, this is what I heard. So I'm going to reciprocate that because I think it's truth. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so what, what I say a lot of times is that if your uncle, if HR, if 
you read a blog or listen to a podcast or say, and they say, you, you need to do this. In fact, I mean, even, even for example, Dave Ramsey, you need to do this, right? It's a great place to start. It should not be the place that you end and just say, oh, I'm going to do that. No, it's a great place to start for you. And then you find out what it is tailored to you by someone who's a fiduciary. And then you'll have confidence in that rather than just, well, I took that. Okay. Now, you know what? I'm not going to take Dave's advice. I'm going to take Sue's advice or I'm going to take some other, you know, whomever it is. No, figure it out what it is for you. I mean, because here's the deal. Somebody could say, oh, my pension is $3,000 a month. That doesn't mean you're going to get $3,000 a month. (laughs) We talk about that in our workshop too. Make that real clear, right? So why would you think that um, there somebody's going to be able to give you advice on such a big portion of your retirement income? Yeah. Based on you know their experience or what they've heard or, or whatever, they know nothing about your situation, your financial, uh, you know, money situation. Are you? I mean, because are you contributing to the traditional side? Are you contributing to the Roth side? Right. Do you need the Roth side of the account? Like all of these different factors are things that a fiduciary would be able to tell you. Oh, do I invest in the mutual fund window, or are there less expensive options in the private sector that don't limit how many? changes I can make within my TSP in a given month or whatever, right? There's there's so much to it that it just is really good if you get a professional's help and somebody who specifically is held at a fiduciary standard because they're going to be able to provide the right guidance for you in your specific situation. Love it. Great way to sum up this whole thing. Thank you. So many different things to think about that I don't think a lot of people even have a clue or there. They don't even know these questions to ask. So I love bringing up questions to ask to make sure that everyone gets as much as they can for when they retire. Love it. All right, Cassie, thank you very much. And thanks everyone for watching. If you would, please subscribe, like, share this. Everyone needs to know this information. So please share it with your buddies and come to a Fed Pilot Workshop and learn a heck of a lot more. Until next time. Tens of thousands of federal employees have relied on the Fed Pilot Workshops to help them navigate the complex world of federal retirement benefits. Join us at one of the many Fed Pilot Workshops held each month. Register for free at fedpilot.com and we'll see you there.